0: Alright, we're well, we going to keep it moving. I just wanted to share with you on tonight um, a little bit of about a devotional entitled Safe in His Arms and the key verse on that is Isaiah 66 verse 13 As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. And it reads as this, it says, I sat next to my daughter's bed in a recovery room after she had undergone surgery when her eyes fluttered upon Um, she realized she was uncomfortable and started to cry. I tried to reassure her by stroking her arm, but she only became more upset. With help from a nurse, I moved her from the bed and onto my lap. I brushed tears from her cheeks and reminded her that she would eventually feel better. Through Isaiah, God tells the Israelites, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. God promised to give his children peace and to carry them the way a mother totes a child around on her side. This tender message was for the people who had a reverence for God, those who tremble at his word. God's ability and desire to comfort his people appears again in Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Paul said, the Lord is the one who comforts us in all our troubles, 2 Corinthians one, three, and four. God is gentle and sympathetic with us when we are in trouble. One day, all suffering will end. Our tears will dry up permanently, Revelations 21 and four, and we will be safe in God's arms forever. Until then, we can depend on God's love to support us when we suffer. What's amazing is I didn't even realize that as I was looking at this, that this was specifically talking about the love of a mother. And today happens to be Women's International Day. So some people in this city were off and other people just around the world were celebrating the women in their life. So how fitting it is that this verse talks about and likens the love of God to that of a mother's love. And on that note, where would we be without the women in our lives? So it's still some time in the day. I hope that you take the opportunity to reach out to some of the women in your li- in your lives and to just tell them how much you appreciate them, whether that's a mother, grandmother, aunt, uncle, cousin, sister, or even a daughter, it doesn't matter. But uh, just just make, make note of these special days and, uh, you know, reach out to those individuals because you can never really uh, take too much time to appreciate those who have impacted your life. So... I really want us to be mindful of that. Um, but on tonight, in light of the fact, and all of you, if you could mute your phones, uh, we hear a lot of feedback and, and other things going on. Um, please mute your phones so that we can try to get through this call. We have the, the uh, privilege of you can hit star six as well. If you don't have a mute hit star six. We we have the privilege tonight of being joined by Susan on our call, who really wants to just share with us some empowerment uh, things that we can use and take on this special day. So uh, please let's give her our, our undivided attention and uh, get ready.
1: Well, good evening, everyone. I am very grateful to be here and be with everyone on this International Women's Day. And I am very humbled that Dr. D, as I know him professionally, um, has given me this opportunity to speak tonight. So the topic of tonight is, you can't have hero without her. You can't have hero without her. So on Sunday, we learned about Queen Esther, who saved her people. And tonight, I'd like to share a story about another woman from history who created a legacy of strong women. So this story starts in 1831, when the Christian sect, then known as Mormons, began migrating to Missouri. They thought they would inherit the land for being righteous. That included a man named Solomon Millard, who was a Mormon who moved to Palmyra, Missouri. He was named after King Solomon, son of David, and one of his favorite scriptures came from First Kings chapter 2, which can be summarized as David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. Solomon Millard strongly believed in the word of God and passed this to his children, even after his wife died. One thing he firmly believed was that black people should not be slaves. Most Mormons at the time also held that same belief. So Solomon sent out his youngest daughter, Lucinda, called Lucy, to proselytize, proselytize, proselytize in the community, especially to the enslaved persons on the farm next door. Meanwhile, in his will, Uriah Berry left all of his enslaved people to his daughter, Julianne, with the directive that the youngest two, Nancy and Isaac, were never to be whipped nor sold, for they were his biological children. Julianne moved with her husband, Jim, and their enslaved people to Palmyra, Missouri. While Isaac had spent his life playing the fiddle for entertainment purposes and learning blacksmithing, Jim needed to farm hands, so Isaac was put to work in the fields. During the break times, he was taught the Bible from Lucy, his next-door neighbor. While well, Isaac and Lucy fell in love, Lucy asked her father for permission to marry Isaac. While Solomon did not believe in slavery, he also did not approve of his daughter marrying an enslaved black man. Thus, he started making plans for Lucy to be sent to finishing school in Boston. At the same time, Jim Pratt was making plans to sell Isaac. Jim Pratt was a gambler, you see, and selling Isaac a young, healthy male would get him a lot of money. Julianne went to Isaac and told him of her husband's plan to sell him down the river. She gave Isaac some money and told him he needed to run north to Canada. You see, Isaac couldn't stop in any northern state because of the fugitive. Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, which required runaway slaves to be returned to their owners even if they were in a free state. So Isaac and Lucy discussed their plight, and Lucy, then a teenager of merely 16 years old, hatched a plan. Lucy told Isaac that Ontario, Canada would be a straight line at 45 degrees northeast, which it actually is. The only fact is it's nearly 600 miles between Missouri and Ontario. She told Isaac to go and that she would figure out a way to find him. Never knowing if they would see each other again or if he would ever see his family again, Isaac ran away. When her father put her on the train to Boston, Lucy cashed in her ticket and instead boarded to Ontario. She asked people about the Underground Railroad and where fugitives might end up. She was directed to a town called Puse, Ontario. She walked through the roads and one night heard music coming from a tavern. She asked the men outside to tell the fiddler that Lucy is here. Sure enough, it was Isaac. Lucy and Isaac were reunited. They were married and settled in a town called Little River, Ontario, Canada. They had eight children with the last two being born in Michigan. They bought 83 acres, including a lake. They set up a park and a beach area by the lake and built a schoolhouse. Lucy, at age 18, was the first teacher. Lucy's birth name was Lucinda Esther Millard, named after Queen Esther of the Bible. She was always taught about the power of God and how we should use the blessings given by God to help others and always do the right thing. I've always been fascinated by the Isaac and Lucy story, and I've always regarded Lucy as my hero and my angel guide. Why is that, you ask? Lucy and Isaac Barry are my great-great-grandparents. Like the women of the Bible, such as Esther, Deborah, Ruth, Mary of Nazareth, Mary Magdalene, and others, Lucy was an ordinary woman, a teenager, in fact, who had the courage to stand up to her family and her whole country to do extraordinary things. But these women did not think of themselves as special. They did what they thought was right. They were strong and courageous and knew that God was with them. Today, on International Women's Day, we acknowledge, uplift, and honor the women that came before us, including Miss Letty and Miss Emma Hall, founders of the Morning Star Baptist Church, The woman here with us now doing the work and the woman that will carry forth after us. Because remember, beside every great man, there is a great woman. What is a hero? A hero is someone who saw there was work to be done and courageously jumped in to do the right thing and get it done. How will you honor the heroes in your life? How will you be a hero to others? And what legacy will you leave? Thank you so much.
0: All right. All right. Great story of uh, a great story of history and of pulling it together. And because uh, this is a different kind of day and we've done something a little different, what I would like to do, and I'm going to need your participation so we can't be silent on this one. I would like for a few of us right now. Um, to just take the time because one of the things we got to understand is we didn't get here by ourselves and we're not going to get towards in the future um, by ourselves so I would like a few of you I really like for all of you um, and and we'll keep track of time but each of you to begin right now to just talk about take about one minute and somebody start this thing and talk about a woman who really impacted you in your life. Um, so somebody start that cause we just really want to be uplifted and be and honor those. And the word of God talks to us about our testimony, how it can be a blessing to others. So somebody start this and then let's go around, um, on, on this line tonight and talk about a woman who has impacted you in your life. Um, Reverend
2: Dan, this is Marjorie Ashton. Yes. Um, I I could say back in the day when I was young, my grandmother impacted us, but back there again, we didn't listen too well because then <laughs> the things they were saying really didn't make a lot of sense to us. Um, one thing was on Tuesday nights when we had Bible study and prayer, I would tell my brothers and sisters. She hadn't said anything yet, so maybe she forgot it's Tuesday night, don't say nothing. And the service started at seven thirty and then she waited until twenty five hours and said, I don't know why y'all don't have your clothes on is church
3: <laughs> and we had to
2: run then, hurry up and get dressed to get down to the church and back there then we couldn't see as we do now. But she impacted us because if she hadn't done that back there then I don't know where my Christian journey would be today. Mm. So I could say it it started with with my grandmother.
0: Oh, right. And
2: then my mother and father, too. But then when my mother moved back home, lost my grandmother, then she
0: kept the ball rolling. So, Thank you. Thank yeah, you for that. yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. Anybody else? Come on. I need at least five or six uh, of them.
2: Good evening, Mama James and uh, Chris Brammer. This is Yvanish Jones. Mm-hmm.
0: How you doing?
2: And I'm just going to keep you back on with Margie's sister, uh, what my sister just said, and how my grandmother packed us. And also, I can remember my grandmother's sister, Aunt Letty. Uh, when we were young and we used to go down to the water, you'd be outside a plane, and Aunt Letty would be behind one of the store shades back there shouting. And we didn't understand why Aunt Betty back there, uh, you know, we didn't know Daddy was shouting and how well she knew the Lord. But now she impacted that on me and that stayed in my mind because she was just shouting, you know, and we didn't know what was going on. But I thank God that now, today, I understand what she was doing. She was just praising God and she was shouting, Mm you know, my grandmother and her sister on many.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Somebody else. All right.
4: Come
0: on. Guys, you can speak up too.
4: This, this is Dick and Morris. Good well, evening, everyone. How you doing? Good
0: evening. And, uh, you know,
4: basically, I would say, you know, my mother as well, you know, my mother probably had a seventh grade education got married at 15 years old. Had would always done domestic work for people who houses I couldn't even go into, you know, back in the fifties, early sixties. But, you know, she didn't let that discourage her because
3: you mm-hmm. know she
4: knew she had a family to take care of that she was going to do it the best way she could. And mm-hmm. I used to feel so bad for my mother because I mean, I could see her, the struggles, that she went through, you know, just to provide a good environment for us, you know, working late hours and actually bringing home food from other people's houses
3: that they didn't want. So we could have a decent meal. Mm -hmm. So with that being
4: said, you know, I will always be grateful to her. And, you know, I just thank God that I, I had a mother like that. You know, she instilled in me, uh, morals and values and I, I didn't understand it at the time but I appreciate it now and even mm-hmm. though she's not here, you know, I, I I pray for her every night when I say my prayers and I continue to thank her for, for what she did for her family. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing that.
4: Amen. Mm-hmm.
0: Keep it going.
2: Okay, this is Esther Robinson and the mm-hmm. person that had the greatest impact for me was my mother. She Mm -hmm. raised 13 kids, Mm -hmm. and my father passed in 59. Mm -hmm. And she was a strong woman. And Mm -hmm. thank God for her, and she was a God-fearing woman. (laughs) And that's why God let her live.
0: Until she was 99
2: years old. Mm, wow.
0: And I just thank God that she was my mother.
2: Thank
0: you Amen. for that. I like that. Amen. Amen. Keep it going. Amen. Amen. We appreciate it. Uh,
2: good
0: evening. This is Brenda. Hey, Brenda.
2: <laughs> this is Brenda. Coming. Okay. Okay. Um, I can pretty much say my mom, too. And excuse my voice, but uh, I got a cold or something. But my mom was a big impact on me. I mean, we really, it was 14 of us, and like uh, Brother Moore say, you didn't have a whole lot, but we didn't even know we didn't have a whole lot, you know. We thought it was okay because, I mean, we didn't have TV until we were probably like 13 or so. So most of the time, she would put us in the floor and sing to us, or, or tell, her, tell us poems, and we even had a dictionary. And She could spell it, any word that you want, add, did, did everything for us, you know? And um, mm-hmm. so I, I was so grateful. I mean, today, I'm the woman that I am because of her, and, and I think she did a pretty yeah. good job with all of us. Amen. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. Amen amen
2: amen <laughs> and and, then, and uh, this', this, this, fella, this fella, sister yes and and i can piggyback back on what she was saying but our mom uh i always uh i always uh admired how she would get up early in the morning and she was just she was just saying she was just walking in the kitchen she was just she was just saying and saying and had a beautiful voice and and she always taught if we got you know said something wrong about someone, and she was like, you can't say nothing nice. Don't say nothing at all.
4: still
2: <laughs> that in you know. And she always mm-hmm. say, treat people with kindness. She said, you know, mm-hmm. you know. She said, I don't care how they treat you, you treat you with, you treat them with kindness. So she is still kindness, you know, in us
3: as
2: well. I like that.
0: Good. Good. Yes. Hello. Hey. Hello,
2: this is Angela Ashton Jones. This is um Reverend Jones wife. I wanna say but my mom my mom was um a single mom for a moment and at nighttime we had to raise my nephew Cameron and at nighttime we were sitting to eat and Mama wasn't eating out there and I would always say, Mom, why are you not eating? She said, I'm not hungry but we only had enough food for the three of us. Cameron, my sister Karen and myself. And it wasn't enough to go around. But I didn't learn that till I got older that she wasn't eating because we didn't have enough food. And my mom mm-hmm. always say, stay in there and help others. That's less fortunate than you are. And and that's what I believe in, And that's what I do. And she said, whatever you do, do it and be good at it and do your best. And five minutes ago, I called for a job Monday. And my Interview was at 9. At 9 15, I was finished my interview, and I just got a call a minute ago that I got the job.
0: Oh, look at that. And I
2: think, oh, all <laughs> <of> that. <laughs>
0: Congratulations oh, to you.
2: My mom watches the two ladies over her when she stay at, and one of them is blind. And when Mama cooks food for my father and herself, she
4: always carried
2: two ladies down. Mm. So God bless us when we be blessed
0: someone else. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Thank you for sharing. Congratulations mm-hmm. to you.
2: Shirley mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dandridge, mm-hmm. uh, Sean's mother. I would just like to say that my mother was a God-fearing person. She always taught me what, what to say and do and lean on the Bible and whatnot. And uh, when she passed, I was in my 30s and I live right across the road from my mom and I prayed to get pregnant with my son and I always say that he's a reincarnation of my mom because he has a lot of her uh ways and and actions and everything so I praise God amen. for that
0: <laughs> amen amen <laughs> amen I'm enjoying amen. hearing these stories anybody else anybody else I don't want to cut y'all we still got time no I know she's
3: I know that was you she was talking about.
0: Amen. I <laughs> uh, hear somebody. You want to share, Brother Cummins? Uh, yeah, let me go ahead and share. You know,
3: as a boy growing up in the 50s, my, my grandmother was a big influence on me. And just like most of us on here, our mothers had to work. Being, being from Jacksonville and near the my mother would be on a week at a time doing housekeeping for others. So our grandmother lived next door. She would watch, you know, us while my mother was off working. But how she influenced us! She she would make us sit down, even though we couldn't read well, to read the Bible. Or she would read it.
0: Man, we could talk about that. The the, the I, I've shared this before, and we're living in one of the I, I believe the first generation where uh, young people are are not forced or made to go to, go to church as it used to, as we used to have to go, uh, whether you wanted to go or not. And you can also tell, in my in my opinion, you can also tell the regression of the the moral um uh, that's going on in the country today. And I and I kind of think the two are linked together um we don't have the the strong backbones and i'm hearing so many great stories about mothers and uh uh tonight and 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 grandmothers who impacted them and 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 i'm going to give a few more people time to talk too but i just want to say remember That now you are that mother or that grandmother that needs to instill that same foundation and those same morals and skills and things into your uh, young ones that are coming behind you. Because one of the things that we fail to do a lot of times now is uh, really make sure that our kids and grandkids have those set of skills and have that spiritual foundation that we that we had. Um, we, we had to pray uh, before we eat. We had to go to church and uh, on Sunday and we had to participate in uh, Bible study and these things we had to do. But now we've gotten kind of loose and I'll even be convicted in that myself uh, that we allow children to do things, you know, even on Sunday or take up that time that we don't really always um Uh, push them in a direction that they can so they can have that strong foundation but then we look around and complain about where are they where are the grandkids where are the the kids and we got to take some ownership in 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 that and so i'm hearing that everybody on this call had that strong foundation so remember that when you look at uh your your children and your grandkids and make sure that we get them on the right right track as well because when times come and they will are you going to have that uh, foundation to stand back on? Because if, if you don't have it, when you get into the trouble, you can't start getting it when you're in the midst of the storm. You got to already be out there with it. So I think it's important that we take this time to remember those who are in our care that we can continue to pour into them. Come on, two or three more, two or three more to share with us tonight on this Women's International Day. International Women's Day. Anybody? Anybody else want to talk about the impact of a woman in their life? Amen. Is it one? Amen. Well, I thank each and every person for sharing on tonight. I think it's so important for us not to forget these stories and these lessons. Again, I shared with you earlier that the Bible talked about the testimonies of the saints being able to uh, strengthen one another. It's important for us to hear what God is doing or has done in your life. That we might be encouraged. Uh-huh. We might we might be strengthened, that uh-huh. we might be recharged by what's going but what God has done in your life and in your world. Because there's gonna be times and somebody now might be going through some stuff right now, and you've just been encouraged and inspired. Uh-huh. We just had good news. Somebody's getting elevated. We just just right now, talking about on, on their job. That's praiseworthy. We have to uh-huh. celebrate others when uh-huh. when they're getting blessed. And, and that's what we do because somebody else may be in a situation where they're looking for a financial breakthrough and just to know that somebody you're connected to is leveling up that that should encourage you that should inspire you uh to listen to the uh, other people talk about how the uh the, they would hear uh the the family member praising god or, or singing and shouting and didn't really understand what all that fuss was about when they were young and guess what? Now you're doing the same uh-huh. thing as some young person looking at you, wanting to know what all that fuss about when you're giving glory to God and uh-huh. and your situation don't look like you ought to be given praise. But that's what we've learned to do uh-huh. because we, we've learned to trust God in our good days, our bad days, our highs and our lows. And we know that every day is not going to be a great day. But we understand that if we hold faith and hold out, we can still get through this thing. So I appreciate everybody who has who shared uh, with us. And I'm looking for uh, greater relationships and connections with people the women on this call that we can learn from one another. Hopefully I can impact your life and I believe that you'll be able to impact mine and we'll be able to grow together and really make a major difference at not only in Morningstar, star, but, but across Westmoreland County, that we will be able to uh, make great oh, yeah. impact because it, the, the Bible is very specific and intentional when it's written. And those verses that I read to you talked about likening uh, God to a mother's love. And somebody would say, well, why do that every just about everybody you meet or run across to even the hardest core person that you'll ever find in life always wants to to talk about the love of their mother or be very protective of their mother and and that and that and that and so that's not a coincidence that the Bible talks about. Uh, how a mother loves on their child and protects their child and even in the story i illustrated how that particular mother just saw the tears in their child's eyes and wanted to be able to wipe those tears away and to embrace them and to be there for them aren't you glad that god would do that for you that when you're in your weak moments and you're going through your weak times and your trials and your situations and even when you're alone Even when you're alone, and and hear me well, you can be in a crowded room and still feel alone. But but something about God being able to recognize that and give you that peace and that comfort that you need when you need it most. So the encouragement here tonight is to remember the prayers of the saints before us, the mothers before us, the grandmothers who prayed so hard that we, that we would uh, not stray because, because cause there was some of us who were headed there a dead end, had it not been for that corrective, that corrective action and those prayers, Lord knows where we would be. And we've also seen some people really make a way. And that's one of the things I posted earlier as I give my 32nd, uh, talk about, uh, my mother And That's something I posted earlier. I said, one of the things that I can always take away from my mother and one of her good friends immediately agreed, and that is she has the ability to do a lot with a little. And I think she passed that uh-huh. on, on to me in that it don't take a whole lot of uh of, of money sometimes. It don't take a whole lot of things in order to be happy or in order to do some stuff. So you can you're able to if you uh-huh. really put your mind to it, you can multiply what you have. And I heard people say that tonight. You didn't have much, but everybody ate. Everybody had somewhere to uh-huh. stay. And and you kinda just figure it out. And that's uh-huh. some uh, that that's sometimes just something intuitive in us and that I believe was passed on to me that I'm able to do it. And I, I'm thankful uh, uh, for it because, um, you you know, in the Bible, even shares in so many instances throughout the Bible that a lot of times God will eliminate people in your life because sometimes you just got people in the way and God will eliminate them. Uh, just like we, we know with the story of Gideon that sometimes you have to remove folk and just only have the people around you who are willing, ready and able. And those are the ones that are going to go forward. So, uh, any, any any other comments tonight before we enter into a time of prayer, any other, any, I don't want to cut anybody off tonight about sharing about impact for women in their life. Anybody else? Just finally, uh, pastor, Mary
3: Hackett went to the, Doctor, on yesterday, they kept her. Oh, she went today, and they decided to keep her. So we want to hold Sister Mary Hackett up in prayer. Uh, the mm-hmm. word is that she should be released tomorrow. Her blood pressure was a little high, so I want to ask the congregation to hold Sister Mary Hackett up in prayer. And, and while I have the mic, uh, it wasn't until. Sister Susan said, "Michigan and great grandparents." I realized she was the one that was coming forth today. So thank you, Susan.
0: <laughs> thank you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. Listen, and 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 one of the things is we. Go about trying to learn and glean from each other and empower one another. Please come to me with ideas that you want to share, or topics, or things that you want us to discuss. Because uh, we we we're not going to. This is not a cookie cutter type situation. We're able to to use our gifts and skills in order to grow from one another, and we may do things a little bit differently. But as long as it's unto the glory of God, we're going to be all right. Because uh, as long and as long yeah. as we're we're sharpening each other's iron, that's what it's about. Um, we're going to. Be all right. So I thank each and every one of you for listening. But tonight, let us enter in in, in the prayer. God, we thank you so much for... Uh, this time together. We thank you for the stories that were shared. We ask now that you would touch those whose names have been called, the situations that are going on. We don't need to know what you already know, and we trust and believe that you're able to minister to them in this hour. We ask that you would just regulate uh, Sister Hackett's blood pressure right now, that they might be able to do the procedures that they need to do, that she would uh, be able to Come through this better uh, for her time being spent there in in this hospital. We're praying, Lord, for those others uh, who are connected to us that may have some health situations, some emotional situations, even financial situations, because we know that you're able to to touch in any way that we need when we need it most. But most of all, we're we're just thankful yeah. that we're able to share this time together. We're able to hear about the. Praise reports and just the testimony of those who've gone on before us, those who have poured into us. We're so thankful for all that they did in those times when they didn't have to. Some just went above and beyond what was expected or even what was necessary, but they labored in love so that we might be able to be where we are Today and be who we are today. And with that being said, we're asking you, Lord God, that we would do that for the generation coming up under us, that we could love on them enough, pour into them enough, that their cup would run over, that they would also be that light that was entrusted to us, that we might help somebody along life's way, that they might be the better for having us in their life. So we're asking you, God, just to give us vision and insight that you would keep us on that straight path, Lord, that leads unto you. We thank you for. For the women on today... We are on this call. We thank you that you yeah. would continue to keep them strong uh, spiritually, mentally, and physically, that they continue to do a good work in their home, in their community, and wherever else you would lead them to go. We just celebrate them. We thank you for them. We we pray, Lord God, that you would just continue to, to love on them and care for them like never before, that they would continue to, to lead the way and show the way, and that they would get the, the, the dessert and the respect that they deserve. And we thank you, Lord God, that you're able to do it. That even when we live in a, in a world sometimes that, that seems to, to cast disrespect or seems not to to give people their credit. We're thankful that throughout history and throughout time and even going forward ahead in the future that women are going to carry a, a huge torch. And we ask, Lord God, that you would give them the strength to continue to lead that way. We thank you now tonight that as we get ready for bed, Lord God, that you, if it be thy will, you see us through the night that we'd be able to get up on tomorrow yes. and go about our day. So in Jesus name we pray. Amen. If, if Amen. I, am. I want to thank yeah.